2024, leaving the at the door. Whoa, that was good. This is your Niagara Real Estate Podcast, hosted by Patrick Burke and Sean DeLott, two top-tier realtors who happen to be from two different brokerages, from two different real estate teams, both focused on one thing, the Niagara real estate market. Let's get started. Guests, esteemed listeners, and podcast aficionados, welcome back to your Niagara Real Estate Podcast Season 3. And they said it would not last, and it has. It has. My name is Patrick Burke. I'm with the B team. I'm a realtor here in Niagara, just like my buddy over there, Sean. Sean's a lot with the David's a lot real estate team of Remax Niagara. Welcome back, buddy. Welcome back, man. Happy 2024. So one year ago today, we sat in, I don't know if we were here. I don't uh, know if we were here, but we, anyways, we, we, we sat in front of a couple microphones and yelled at each other for an hour. And I, uh, we, that very first podcast, I actually annoyed you because at the end of the podcast, you can go back and listen to it. It was the very first one of 2023. And I asked us to summarize our predictions for the Niagara real estate market in 2023 in I said three words or less, which is hilarious because I'm incapable of doing anything in three words or less. Like even my even when the the priest at our at our wedding said, "Do you take your Alice?" I was like, "I do," but there's other things I like to touch on before we commit. <laughs> no, that's not true. Oh, I was gonna say. So the one thing though, I, I did ask, and and uh, so you said, and I got I got notes here. Ooh. You said a normal Niagara market. Mm-hmm. But you also used the word exciting, and I think it was more um, exciting in that 2022 was was just like uh, we were punching bags. It was a really strange, uh, polarized year. So I think I think ex- you were more excited at the idea of having something that resembles normal. Does that seem? Yeah, not going from an epic height to an epic low. Yeah, that's you know we that was 2022 epic height epic low, yeah. and I knew 2023 was not going to provide that epic height. You were right on that. And uh, uh, and then so I chimed in with uh, that. I thought it was going to be boring and cautious. And as soon as I said the word boring, you st- I got upset. <laughs> you could hear you took this like this, this uh, emotional uh, inhale. And then you could hear as I was talking, there was this like grinding gears My teeth <laughs> below, below while I was trying to. And I was doubling down and rationalizing and explaining and circling back and doing all that stuff. And then you just got mad and, and you took some kind of offense. But what I was trying to say, and then I used the words uh, subdued vanilla pudding. And uh, and I'm going to say, I think we were both kind of right. Because because it was a boring year as far as activity was was the lowest. It was the, it was the lowest annual sales in Niagara history. So that's got to count for some kind oh, that of, counts, some version of boring. Well, that counts for the worst year you and I ever worked in real estate. Yeah, I would say this to uh, fellow realtors out there: if you if you got through twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, okay, then, uh, then congratulations, then, you yeah, made it. Yeah, it's sort of like that mud race where you see people like climbing the mud underneath logs yeah. and that. Like you kind of you kind of did okay if you got through. Certainly it. wasn't enjoyable, um, but yeah, no, you're right, and, and I think most of all, why honestly, Pat, why I got 
a little perturbed <laughs> is because I had a cautious optimism yeah. and also it's our career and no one wants to ha work in a, bo like you're setting me up for a boring year. It's like I'm going into the office, I'm gonna sit at my desk and, and it's gonna I, be and boring. I for submit your honor, if you go back and listen to it, what I was saying was, I was saying that it wasn't gonna be boring in a sense of like, we're gonna have a boring time. I'm saying the way the market characteristics were gonna be, they were gonna be flat and boring. Well, and there actually was some excitement for a little bit, mm -hmm. March, April, and May. It was. It was provided. It was. Uh, it was. It was the clearest evidence of the impacts of Bank of Canada interest rates that you could have, because February, March, April, May, even into June, the number of active listings line and the number of sales line slowly, slowly, slowly started uh, to shrink. Started to shrink that gap. Yeah, and, prices and, and prices. Slowly Prices started, started to go up. We went from six, six sixty, six eighty. All of a sudden, we were seven ten. Then we we're seven twenty something. And then we we're seven forty. And in June, a measly point two five percent increase. Uh, increase, and it was it was almost instantaneous. Yeah. Again, it, but it same thing happened in in April of twenty twenty two. We mm -hmm. had that epic height. Yeah. They announced the first rate hike. Yeah. Boom, crickets and. You know, last time we, we talked a few times and I was saying that there was a rate hike in January. Did I say that or did you? Mm. And, I, and I was getting told there wasn't. And I had to go back and I, I never did. There wasn't. There was. There was? There was. There's been 10 rate hikes, three three in 23 and, and uh, seven. Uh, I just, and it, you know You what? know what? I'm the youngest of four and I'm a, I'm a ginger. So I generally have to, when, I, when I'm when i told something's wrong, I have to like come back and say, yeah, but but I got it because, you know. Fair enough. I got you. So, so let's talk about it. Let's, let's. Sorry to interrupt you. So I think the best thing to do is kind of wrap up 2023 with how the year yeah. ended with the, the, the epic height of inventory levels. Mm -hmm. um, also to listeners, mm -hmm. if you ever want to read some good content, um, my friend Patrick Burke, yeah, uh, please start following the B team. Why? But I really enjoyed your post about days on market. Did you? I really thoroughly enjoyed See, it. And we'll talk about that in yeah. a little bit. I didn't know you you looked at our stuff. Buddy, the odd time. Yeah. The odd you time know I go on. So where that started was last night, uh, I was sitting at, at home and I thought, because I kept seeing these houses that were on the market for 260 days and 130 days and like so many houses that were on for triple digit days in the market. And I thought... I wonder where the where the ratio is. I wonder where the where the distribution is of active listings out there, because it's it's a big deal, especially when we go and meet a seller and they say, well, what about that house down the street? It's seven seven sixty five. Why aren't we there? And then you look and you're like, yep, that house was listed September second of last year, and and or June of last year, whatever the case may be. So thanks for tuning no, in. No, I really just want to uh, pump that. I've that that particular piece you did it exponential job of of explaining it and it was really well done i uh the seal of approval whoosh. yeah big time thanks dude so so can we do one more thing from sure. from last year yeah so last year we had some market predictions we made oh gosh this is gonna be a good cut right there a little piano music i think it's good to make predictions because one of the thing one of the beefs i have is is it it's a it's a way of sticking your neck out takes a bit of courage to say this is what I think is going to happen and be comfortable with the fact that you, you may slash probably will be wrong in some form mm -hmm. and then life goes on yeah. right because all, all we were doing really was 
was given our take on what we what we sensed, right? Yeah. So I had suggested that annual sale price for 2023 was going to be down three to five percent, and we were down 11.2 over 2022. However, that's the spike though was in there as well. Do you know the first the first half of 2022? The average sale price was eight hundred and forty thousand. The yeah. second half was six hundred and ninety-five. And the annual for twenty twenty-three was six ninety-five. So really roughly eighteen months we ran at a similar level. So I would call that in spite of all the crap kicking the market had, the idea that we ran at similar levels for that amount of time is actually shows the resilience in the marketplace, but that's okay. You were looking for better buyer demand in twenty twenty three. I think in relation to the end of twenty twenty two that was a fair expectation because we like who would have thought it could got worse no and and listen it started off with good buyer demand yeah it did start off with good yeah. buyer demand but june and july were the kickers yeah that those two hikes um, in june and july really put the ice on of course pricing will be critical that's same thing now exceedingly agreed critical. uh we'll talk about that for 2024 us along with everybody thought that rates might start to come down by the end of the year yeah um we were not alone on that and um, yeah, sales. We, we thought it would be it would resemble a normal spring market as far as supply and demand, just twenty to thirty percent below normal volume. And uh, in in some ways, we were we were right about that. I'd say in some ways we yeah. were kind of right. Yeah. And then the big question was, what would happen with investors? Would they start to show back up in the summer? And again, it all comes back to interest rates. Yeah. And so as long as those in, the interest rates keep getting um, bounced around, well, then the investor is going to stay in his car. Thank you very much, and show up when the timing is right. So yeah, that, that was sort of predictions where we, were, we where we thought things were going to go for for last year. So I've got a, I've got five pieces about last year, and then we're going to move into twenty twenty four. Okay, that I thought were interesting from a nerdy stat study patty. We love we love the nerdy study patty. So I ta- we talked about s- sale price. Have, have you noticed that there's not a lot of yet twenty twenty three annual market reports out there? Um. Sean, Have you noticed that? Well, I think that we put out ours. <laughs> did you put your annual? Yeah. Did I miss it? Uh, I did a kind of little mild recap. Okay. Yeah, because the 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 data is is on its and on the surface the data or at first glance the data is pretty rough. But there's all kinds of different ways to look at. Case in point, the pricing thing we just talked about. Highest active listings since 2014. We've talked about that. Yes. Thankfully, I think we've already started to see. I think. Like you said a bunch of times last year, which you were right, how many of them were actually valid real listings and how many of them were fruit that just and the would way, not fall off the branch? And what you're referring to is the fact of pricing. Mm-hmm. And the challenge was last year is, again, that March, April, uh, May, again, felt really good. And my phone started to ring quite heavily at the end of May because everyone kind of saw it and felt it. So you meet with them, and if the market's slightly going up, everyone wants to stress the price, stretch the price. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, June came a rate hike, July came a rate hike, and stretching the price was not the way to go, and the market went the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, absolutely correct. And but even from the beginning of the year, there was houses that just I felt weren't even considered listings because their prices were so out to lunch. Mm-hmm. It was a textbook case in whether it was a it was a case study in whether people were dialed into reality or not. That's and, right. And there and going back to the days in the market thing I did last night, 
one in five current active listings in Niagara has been on the market for six months or more, 20%. That, and I don't have historic numbers on that. I just happened to look at it last night. But to me, that seems like that seems like, like that's 180, 180 days or more. So the average right now is running at 70 to 80 market average um, for sales. So actives, one in five, doesn't that seem like a lot? Yes. Yep. And then fifty three percent were three months or more on the market. So that that's that sellers going to bed for six months with a for sale sign in the front yard waiting to get a call. That's a that's that's either either you've mailed it in and you've taken on the ah, if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't. Which goes back to your theory of how many of them are actually listings. Well, and my ha- my ha- my whole scenario last year was there's two types of sellers. Yeah, those who wanted to sell and those who needed to sell. Um, and there was a lot of want out there and the want sellers were the ones who were priced a little more higher to the market. And they're like, yep, yeah, if I sell my house, great. If not rates, schmates, I can carry my house and it's okay. Mm. But then unfortunately with those, uh, June and July rate hikes, there became a need for a lot of people to sell. And those needs got a little more aggressive with their pricing, uh, started to take a little bit of lower offers. And I was always encouraging my team as well as my buyers to hold off till kind of November, December, because I saw it coming. And you're gonna get yourself a pretty good deal if you're patient and find the need seller, um, because the want seller is just gonna pack it up and try again next year. That was one of the that was one of the points I was making with the days in the market thing too is, and I get it, some people are waiting for, for appropriate reasons. Raising funds, not the right time, whatever the case may be. But there's other people that wait because it's, quote, a bad market, which I think for some people, depending on your scenario on the market, this is the greatest time to go because we have, depending on what you're looking for, we have a significant amount of listings out there that have been on for a long time with sellers that are just waiting for somebody to ask them to prom, right? And and you show up on your white horse and, and you bring them an offer. As soon as, as quickly as things changed last June and July, they will change again in the future for the other reasons, for better, for the opposite reasons. Yep. And we've already seen like five-year fixed is coming down. Um, overall, the the future prognosis, as much as we all want it to happen tomorrow, it's gonna. It's there's still time to get through. It's gonna be a little slow, but but th- the opportunity and the, the problem. Don't you think that like sometimes we sound like the sales guide saying that, but it's genuine. Like I, I'm not saying that like the best time to sell is now or whatever. But for people that are looking for opportunity, because do you remember like like in the in the twenty days in the market market, with eleven showings a day, and and the chaos, we will get back there one day. And that's it, if it, you think now is not fun to buy, and that is not a fun time to buy a house. Agreed, and yeah. that's the thing with the ebbs and flows of the market. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty. I, I and and I hate to say it, the market that us as realtors want is going to come. And it's going to be here for six months. That mm. kind of balanced market yeah. will come. We'll have it for six months. That's what we all love to work in. And then it's going to switch again because the demand piece, the inventory levels, it's just going to change. And and there's been two things that have shown it. 2022, April, June of 2023. It can change just like that with those rates. But also, too, if rates go up, changing a market, rates go down can change a market just like that. And and that's what we're kind of all anticipating. Greed, there is a little bit more optimism um, kind of going around 
just with what, again, like you said, fixed rates kind of coming down and Bank of Canada hasn't even dropped their rate yet, but mm-hmm. the big banks are dropping their fixed rates. Uh, talk of later this year, the Bank of Canada making a drop, therefore fixing variable, variables going down. And again, I will make a prediction of when that is going to happen. Yeah, I got a pen, go. Oh, I, I personally think June. A lot of people that seem to know more than us are saying roughly that time as well. So that that would be, you know, that that would make for an electric summer. And part, partly the reason I do think for June is, number one, they know what happened last year. Um, the market started firing in, in March, April, and May. Mm. And at that point, they didn't like that. They didn't want that. Mm-hmm. that. The whole point is that people don't spend money, tighten everyone's wallets. And people were out there flying around during March, April, May. Yeah. And so hence the the raising of the rates. So I don't think they right now during that nice spring market want rates down and for it to fully fire yet. It's going to be a it's going to be a case of uh, all the all the economic variables too. 100%. Right? And, and and I haven't even looked into yeah. that talk. They added and, 100 jobs. Yeah, like if there's people who think oh April it's coming. Uh, I think March 6th is the next uh announcement where they No, January uh January 24th. Oh, January 24th. My wife's birthday. Oh, there you go. What do you get what do you get for the girl is everything? rate hold <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah i personally think rate holds are coming um i think the that the interest rates are still doing what they're supposed to do there definitely hasn't been talk of of rates going up mm. the outlook is still look like potential rates going down but i still think they're going to kind of hold them until we get through spring again economic factors whatever and then summer you'll start seeing a little bit of a reprieve all right so let's change gears Chandelot described 2022 as a terrible year, quote, how would you describe 2023 and how would you describe 2024, your, your, your approach to 2024? So how, first, how would you describe 2023? 2023, I'm going to tell you one word, confusing. Yeah. That's it, a- it was very, very confusing yeah. and it was very frustrating because it, it those rates set, set us all up for disaster mm-hmm. because you have a mindset, you have a momentum going on, the market's kind of catching fire, everyone feels it, and that's mm-hmm. the mindset everyone has. And then, and then just like that, the rates change it. Okay. And as soon as the rates change that, we know it, but it usually takes our sellers about a good two There's months yeah, because yeah. They, because we can tell them, but they have to see it themselves. They got to feel it. They got to feel it. Showing and the, stop. And the market thoroughly showed that by July, August. It, okay. You know, it was summertime. We'll get to the 2024 prediction actually at the end. That'll be our grand finale. In case I piss you off again, because we don't want to just grind to a halt right in the middle with like a awkward silence moment, right? Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I got. Uh, I got one for 2024. Yeah. Too. Nice. What's a lesson learned last year that you're going to do something about this year? Are you going to change this year, or it's going to change your approach? I'll, I'll I'll tell you this much. I and it can be anything. It can be real estate. It can be health. It can be friends, family, personal, whatever it is. Your choice of music at the pool. Well, it's there's weird. okay. I'll give you. How about I give you two? Okay. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. I'm going to give you two, buddy, because <laughs> I, I always like to give my I always like to give my clients more, and I'm going to give you a little more today. Go. So number one is with my career, my job, the market. Yeah. I'm not paying attention to the media. I'm not. Rates, whatever. 
Okay. Rates. I think you used the words rates schmates earlier. Rate schmates. Yeah. That's that's exactly it. Rates schmates. Uh, like again, who knows? They could raise them again. Just like last yeah. year, they said. So I'm not really focusing on that, and and that because that's where it gets. It is what it is. And can I interrupt you? Yes. Yeah. This goes back to the, to where your early days, because I remember asking you before about how you planned, because you used to, you still do, but you used to sell houses like a maniac and how you got through that. And you, you said back then your thing was you just kept your head down and, and made meaningful contact with clients and all that. And you didn't get distracted by all the sideshow. So I think especially this year, 2024, you know, there's a significant election happening in the, the place below us. Yep. Uh, and it's going to be, as far as media goes and, and the inputs we put into our brain, um, I saw I saw a thing the other day. Um, Tony Robbins was talking on a thing. He was saying, "Look around a room. Now this room's all monochromatic, but if you look around your living room, look for all the things that are a particular color. You're going to see them because that's what you're looking for. But you're not going to see the other things that were other colors, right? And even so, you're gonna you're gonna see something that might not be the exact color, but you're gonna rationalize it that it is similar to that color because that's what you're looking for. So when we wake up in the morning, if we're looking for if we're going to those feeds, that media stuff about mm. rates, about economy, about elections, about this polarizing, arguing, blah, blah, blah. It's 100% going to change what we see when we look around the room. So I will triple down with you on that whole thing of, uh, of, of keeping your eye on, on, on what's important and what's going to advance you forward and not what's going to drag you down. And, and exactly. I, I had the, our team meeting on Friday of, uh, last week and I told our team, I said, this year guys, we're focusing on what's going on in these four walls nice. and that's it. I like that. That whatever goes on around it, we work together, we focus on what so goes you on have in these four walls. Do you have like a word somebody can say or like a flag or a button somebody can press? If somebody comes in and says, oh my God, you see this, blah, blah, blah. And then you, we're like as a group, you have you have a we license got, to shut them down. We got a bell. Do you? We got a bell. That's fantastic. Uh, like a like an actual bell or like a... Well, like a Oh, I'll show you. That's fantastic. I could walk through the town, to be in the town crier, ring in the bell. It's one of those kind of bells. That's cool. Good for you. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, so that was one thing. Do you remember the second thing? I do. Uh, okay. pers- personally, yeah. Um, there's four things I'm going to do. Okay. So everyone sets goals, okay? And so I, I have goals for my team and, mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that, personal health goals and this and that. If I achieve my goals, great. I'm the kind of guy who starts my year off. I don't get attached to the goal. I just put my head down, like you said, and just get attached to the process. Yep. And move forward. If I achieve it, great. There's four things I'm going to do, my friend. Yeah. That is going to set me up for the best year ever. And this is going to be my secret sauce. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and every person listening, I encourage you guys to all do the same and you as well, PB. Number one, I'm going to turn all negatives into positives. Give me an example. Uh, for example, my car breaks down, pretty big piss off, pretty negative. Okay. But say all of a sudden while I'm sitting there, I have waiting for CAA. Yeah. I have time to go on my phone and do some more follow up and do this and that. And next thing you know, I get a CMA. Well, guess what? Turn that negative into a positive. Yeah. That's a hypothetical example. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's good. Number two, going to help others gonna help others buddy nothing makes you feel better as a person than helping someone else mm-hmm. uh i personally feel that society we are slipping slipping away from helping others our older demographic our grandparents and everything like that we're all about helping others immigrants all help others 
and that's kind of getting washed away. And I want to bring that back. Um, so helping others yep. is going to be huge. Number uh, three. three is happiness. I want to be happy this year. And by me being happy, there's everyone around me being happy. So have my family happy. Have my team happy. Have so, my good buddy PB happy. Because so, buddy, if, you, if you're happy, Sean's happy. Happiness spreads. So... And I, I've I've heard lots of people discuss this about the choose happiness or whatever. And I my only thought on that is is there's people out there that are listening to this, and uh, I've got people in my family that have dealt with depression and, and all kinds of various forms of that. So what's some stuff you do to because happy is a happy is a four letter word in a way. Well, so we're gonna get to number four. Okay, number four is gratitude. Mm. So if you take all four of those things. Mm-hmm. and put them all together and practice those all four of those daily, I think you'd be pretty happy. Mm-hmm. So happiness just doesn't they include the people. In, be, in with each other, yeah. Your, you share gratitude, makes you feel good. You're happy. You're helping someone. You know, prime example, here's the truth. I was at the superstore prior to Christmas, and uh, I'm getting some buns, and there's a gentleman in a wheelchair, and his arm's all buckled and so he has one arm mm-hmm. and he looks at me and he goes can I ask him a favor and I said sure man whatever he's like can you I with my arm it's such a challenge can you get some bagels and put them in a bag for me I'm like buddy absolutely mm-hmm. no problem what do you want boom 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 helping the guy out his comment to me thank you so much man I appreciate this he goes it's good to know there still is good people in the world mm-hmm. And I ended up talking to the guy for five minutes because I'm like, I see it too. Stuff like this is slipping away. And he told me a story of how he was a week earlier at Costco and there was something on the top shelf and he asked the lady to help him and she just looked at him. That's so Costco. And and looked at him, gave him a dirty (laughs) look and she's like, well, I guess guess so. You know, and he told me that. And he's like, and we we high-fived and we said, buddy, let's help people make the world a better place. And let me tell you, Guess what? Leaving there, mm. I was almost doing a little kick the feet, yeah, yeah, pump yeah. up. Like I felt good, and yeah. and and so it, it, it. That's how. Yeah, and again, I get it about the anxieties. Like anxiety is mm-hmm. huge. Depression is becoming huge, right? But it's it's a mix of all four of those things yep. that can create happiness. People around you happy, helping people, gratitude. You know, and then again. The negatives to positives because that that is for me right now my number one practice because last year I got stuck in some negativity and I couldn't get out of it sometimes mm. right but it was really my reflection on the whole year in the end I sat back because let's face the facts I really haven't heard anyone say man oh man I wish 2023 never ends it was the best year of my life yeah not a lot of that going around yeah People are happy for this new fresh start. And when I reviewed the whole year, I started to look at back at some of the negatives and I'm like, well, but this happened out of that and that happened out of that. And I said, whoa, there actually was positive stuff. And if I actually realized that positivity while I was in the negativity, mm. would have helped me through it. So now when there's something negative, I'm gonna look, okay, what what happened? What can I learn from this? And And the bottom line is this, Felt some discomfort last year. Felt some pain. Don't like that feeling. Mm. Don't want to feel that again. So those four things 
yeah. are the secret sauce for anyone to have a successful year. Because no matter what, you practice those four things, guess what? Good things will happen. It's kind of like that cosmic energy. Of, yeah, compounds, right? It yeah. Builds, you, you and the gentleman at, at the superstore, then you went, you probably had a different interaction. Well, you probably did the self-checkout because you only got a bag of buns. No, you, I you did. You did the checkout checkout? I do the checkout. So, so you probably had a different interaction with that person as a result of that, who then perhaps had a different interaction with the person, right? Yeah, 100%. And, uh, I, my, my, my big thing with all of that, and I agree with all of it, and I think that's all great, is adding the word genuine in there because I, I see some of this stuff hijacked on social media. Oh. And, and look, everybody's <laughs> at their own place and doing what they can do or what they feel they can do to advance their cause on social and all that stuff. But I, I see, you know, some of this stuff get hijacked and, and misappropriated and turned disingenuine, if that's the word. And I know that's not you. No. And I know you're not on there doing that. But I think, I think like genuinely practicing that stuff is awesome. And, it, and I don't come to some of that naturally. Um, I'm very good. I can be very good at being insular and put my hat on and my AirPods into the grocery store and just go through there and never even make human interaction. But then there's other times where you end up talking to somebody after you're like, I feel better for that, right? Exactly. So and I think that those, that those are great. Those four things, negative to a positive, help others, pursue happiness and gratitude. Have you read The Happiness Advantage? No. Sean Acor? No. Um, did a study on happiness, basically. And uh, it's excellent. Fantastic. So I, I'm going to lend it to you. Okay, I will. And will you read it? I are will. You, are you I've an been, audio person? Uh, no, I'm a reader. And okay. uh, well, not really a reader. I'm a I'm a... I'm a, a fighter. Watch, I watch shows. Oh, but anyways, like if it was on Netflix, you'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. You put anything on Netflix. Put a car chase in while the guy reads the book. Yeah, for sure. But, but I actually read a book while I was away. What um, was it? it? Called traction. Okay. Traction. And it's about, uh, running uh, a business. And, mm -hmm. uh, anyways, it was really great. And I'm going to start using that in my business, but I'll tell you this much. My mindset, I am on fuego this year, my friend. And, and I like to say that, I finally for those listening that's uh Spanish for on fire on fire Thank you. and my mindset I truly feel like I'm actually the Sean of 2020 and 2021 again with where I was at mm -hmm. um burn I, I realized burnout set in in 2022 and even carried into 2023 and not only that I didn't I okay be honest with everybody listen I didn't like people people turned to be assholes. Mm -hmm. It really just felt bad out there. Uh, it, it just, and again, that's why gratitude is so huge. I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I really, but do you think that comes back to like, it's like that, the, the new car syndrome, you get a new car and suddenly you see that car everywhere. Right. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a proven thing. Yeah. No, and, no, no, and, it, and same, or the, the Tetris effect, which is in that happiness advantage book where they had people play Tetris for like 24 hours straight. Well, not 24 hours straight. Yeah, and then you, you get see the, point. the... Yeah, and you quote. And the same sort of thing. So so when you get bogged down and you're not practicing like perspective and you deal with a bunch of jerks in a row, then all of a sudden all you see is the jerks. Very true. And then, and then if you flip it on your head and you do those four things you just talked about and you employ that as much as you possibly can. And uh, and then so when you go out or you deal with a, an agent who's a jerk or a client who's at whatever you're going to you you you've built up a bit of insulation you've bubble wrapped yourself a little bit against that and it's not going to have the same impact could on be you, right could be very true you're right it could be very true i don't true know it that. sounded convincing well 
I can see that, but part of it is too, though, is just that, you know, doing this for 20 years and, and the way people... You've been saying 20 years for, I feel like, two years. Okay, so it's 22. Thank you very much. This is my 22nd year. <laughs> this is my 22nd it's like year. five years later. As a 20-year veteran in the real estate yeah, industry... It's trying to shrink it down. But it, it's just that even just working with clients and... Yeah. and the Do way you, something goes wrong and before it used to be like, ah, and now it's just a lot of finger pointing and it's all our fault. That's when you, you got to embrace like those, those clients. And I can think of five, 10, 20, 30 of them right now. Those clients who are your ride or die clients, they support everything you do. You uh, do a charitable thing. They show up, uh, they, they message you on stuff. You see them, you, Hey, how you doing? Like those people, you cling on to those, right? You don't like that saying, you don't have to be everything for everybody. So you know who, who, you know Zig Ziglar? No. Nope. You should check him out. He's a bit of a legend in the whole, well, but one of his thing is, his sayings was being a, a meaningful specific rather than being a wandering generality. Mm. And so if you're meaningful specific to a select group of people and those are, those are your tribe, those are your crew. Yep, got that. I know the tribe. And then all that. that's the stuff that gets you through any market, I think. And that that's one thing I learned last year was um, as the year went on, I got exposed to more things that that rang that bell of how um the people and it's cliche but it's true the people that we deal with are those who make this a, a fun a fun career to agreed have, right? agreed and 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 to be on and thank you very much for saying that because the the challenge was it wasn't really fun for me last year yeah. it so was get new people well that's it th th that's uh, so another another book i just cut you off well before you talk about the other book oh. or even Maybe we Any won't books? even talk about the book right now because I just went on my goals. I want to hear oh. you, Pat. So what I really like about your four things is how they all lead into each other. Yes. Because I, I think there's chain reaction in life for better, for worse, right? Thank you. Um, so I'm in the Richard Robbins group, which if you don't know, it's a it's a coaching program by definition, but I think really the value is in the, and Richard would say the same thing. It's in the entire, in the community and it's in, in its entirety. Um, it's Richard, but it's also the people that speak. It's also the other agents that are there, the sharing, the openness, the, yep. Hey, here's what I do. Use it if you want kind of mentality. Yep. And so at, we are, at, we, we're, we go to the conference every year, it's three days. And on the last day you said, it's called, uh, it's called, uh, members day. We sat at a table of, there's, I don't know, 200 people at this particular one, tables of eight and you share ideas, brainstorm. We're talking about everything, AI, meaningful client contact, tools, resources, things you can do, method, whatever. And uh, one guy at our table, Rodrigo uh, from Toronto, Robolino, I'll link him in the story, wasn't in the greatest shape of his life. And I don't mean to mistell the story, but I think this is close. Within eight months, 10 months, he did the Ironman in Cosimo. Wow. And he's telling the story. And you can tell like he's a magnetic guy. You can tell why at the end people are coming up and chatting with him. Like he's just, he's got that presence, right? Mm. And then, um, so that, that really got me like, because I know I've not been in the best physical shape um, in the last year or two. And, uh, and part of it, I turned 50, which gives you this excuse of like, well, I'm in a different phase, like bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was my buddy Des, who she's out in West Vancouver. And she su suggested this book, who, not how, and the whole concept of it for you is great. Well, for all of us. And it's not, how am I going to grow my real estate business? It's who do I need to align myself in order to grow my real estate business? So like I had this awareness of like, how am I going to get, how am I going to get back in shape? I know how to, I go, I have a gym, I, I have a gym up the road I can go to. Everybody knows how to. So then I was like, 
holy crap, who do I need to align myself with? So I texted my trainer back and I booked Mondays and Fridays with him uh, for the foreseeable future. And he beats the hell out of me for, for an hour. Yeah, it kind of goes along. It's not what you know. It's who you know. Yeah. And so it's the reason I could hardly walk up the stairs to get in here today. Yeah, um, guys, just so you guys know. It is bad. <laughs> it's bad. Pat was in bad shape. <laughs> Apparently, we have we have about probably, what, 12 steps that you have to go up? I, and you were having anxiety already about, on your way driving here because you're like, oh, my God, I got to do the steps. Like, I, I can almost do with help getting in my car. Like it's, it's bad, well, but he but, got a lot of help here today. He got a coffee delivered yeah. to him. He got water. Oh, Sean, like, you know, I only wanted you to do the steps once. So, my friend. so one thing I learned from all that is, is getting aligned and, and getting in touch with people that can help you get to where you want to get to, not in a selfish way, in a collaborative, we can all get there together kind of thing. And I said to my son, he's got a buddy in his, I think physics class or math class, and they sort of compete with each other on their grades. And I, and I was like, it's not how are you going to get a better mark in physics. It's who do you need to sit beside in class to get a better mark, right? So that was a lesson learned last year. And, and it also started with um, uh, a few other books that I read during the year. Unreasonable Hospitality was one. Absolutely loved that book. It was amazing. Like total mindset changer for how to operate as a human, as a realtor, as a blah, 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 blah. And so that was big for me. All those things was, was, was the, the way through anything is being having the right people with you. So like Jimmy and Vicky and Kirsten on our team um, are amazing. Kirsten's incredible. She she does such great work, um, shows up, is invested. Um, Jimbo's Jimbo. Vicky's hilarious and, and clever and helpful and, and all this stuff. And those people are what got us through any, like, well, this is our 18th year. Yeah. We just turned 18, the B team. Um, so we've gone through every market that exists, right? So that was a big lesson for me last year was even as the year went on and it was, it was a grind, like the lowest sales in Niagara history, it's hard to carve out equal business to what you, or to hit those goals you set when every month the market got weaker. Yeah. And, and you know what, in hindsight, like I said, you know, uh, I was just happy to get through 2023 overall. And when you talk about the right people, that was part of my challenge starting 2023. I didn't have the right people right and i spent 2024 kind of cleaning things up getting the right team members got the mm -hmm. right staff and now i'm going into 2024 with the right people mm -hmm. and again that was one of the the negatives that turned into a positive that was one of the things I, in hindsight and now i've set myself up and, and again excited to walk in my office yeah this That's, year dude i i was talking to jimbo about that i was and and he was feeling it too i was like when i look back historically how I felt about going into work was not related to the market necessarily because we all had tremendous 2021s. And if you ask, line up 50 agents, 45 of them will probably tell you they didn't have a great time. No. Oh, um, uh, to talk to Terrence Davids. He, yeah. he, he got burnt out and it just was, a, it was not so great. I always look at that, that sort of play the video in your head of you get up in the morning and your feet hit the floor. What's the first thought, right? Is it, is it, well, we all know the various things you might say to yourself. So, so for me, the biggest lesson learned and, and what I need to embrace, cause I'm not naturally like, I like going out and seeing people, mm -hmm. but I also know when I've hit a wall and I, and I'd like to just go home. Thanks very much. And, and be in a quiet, not in a quiet space, but like decompress out of there a little bit. And so for me was to push out of that comfort zone of maybe distancing myself a little bit and getting in front of, and like, 
like I did a bunch of, Hey, let's go grab a coffees. And, uh, we just, I just went out last week with three agents from my office and we just spitballed ideas, not, not B team people. Can you imagine? And, uh, and it was great. Like, like that kind of stuff is what sort of fills your bucket a little bit and gets you going. And, yeah. uh, and so that, that's when I'm going to continue to embrace. Good um, for you, man. Last year, last year we did okay. Yeah. It seems it was in, in spite of, in spite of it all. And I think the reason we did okay was, um, everything to do with, with being aligned with the right people. Yeah, for sure. You, and kudos to you. You had a nice close to the year, my friend. Yeah, because we we had a uh, pretty we got the crap kicked out of us in the summer, so it was nice to see yeah. uh, you got you came right out the thing, and and like I said, I was very happy in the end as well. But but mm. there was a lot of my feet not hitting the ground in the morning, wanting to run, yeah. to go anywhere really, and and it's double for you because you come in and you've got a team, and and they're gonna watch your body language and listen oh, to how you are on the yeah. phone and everything else, right? And so you you can't come in. Uh, Drew, what was his name? <laughs> the, the, the Droopy the dog or whatever. Remember the cartoon? Oh, back? yeah. So you, you got to come in um, genuine. Like you're not going to come in fake, but no. you, you got to come in like a human. But also you still do need to, to be keep the, them moving. Be the happy, optimistic kind of guy. Yeah. And uh, like I said, this year I am. I'm not paying attention. It's our four walls. We got to focus on what we got to do. We got plan. We're going to implement it. And very excited you ready to close this out with 2024 predictions? Okay. Okay, so same as last year, I'll say uh, your predictions for 2024 in three words or less, but feel free to speak a paragraph because there's no real rules here. I think my word for 2024 is recovery. I think this will be the year of slow recovery. And I think my one other word is... Uh, I hate to say it. I think there's still going to be some uh, epic inventory levels. Um, I think come spring, I've talked to a lot of people and starting March, April, May, those listings, uh, we're going to see well over a hundred houses a lot uh, during that time, because you're going to have the people who didn't hit last year, circle back and do it again. You're going to have the people who haven't even thought about doing real estate coming to the table and then the potential of power sales or refinancing that people just can't make the cut who are going to sell their houses as well. So, so with a glut of inventory, but still a recovery, you're, then you're, you're calling for uh, definite improvement in demand. Yes. Yeah. I do feel that there will be some demand. I kind of feel it already. So I do think there will be demand, but again, I think pricing, it's all got an asterisk beside it. Pricing will be key this spring. If you think you're coming out at eight forty nine nine, mm-hmm. and you're, you know, and you're stretching the market, I don't think we're going to be stretching the market quite like we did last year. I think pricing will be key. I do think, inv- but again, I think the demand will slowly come. And then as interest rates go down, that demand will keep. So we could have a busy summer as well um, with a potential dropping of a rate in June may cause momentum still in summer. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of where I'm feeling it. And I do think we're going to have a better year because there will be more demand, but there still will be a lot of houses and pricing will be key. Okay. Three words. That was good. (laughs) The, uh, the, for me, I see a slow burn of a year. And I, I think this very, the, the, as much as people will want to fast forward the tape, the next two, three, four, five months will continue to be, um, to finish up the year we were 
20, 30, 45% below normal for sales. By no means do I expect that we will get back to normal sales volume, but I think we'll see a slow improvement or a gap closing between where we've been and, and where the 10 year average is as we get into the summer. Obviously the big X factor is what happens with rates. And we've all seen as much as we want to predict stuff, rates call the shots. hundred percent. That, that's the way it is. hundred um, percent. And then, and then the trick is going to be one of the, and it's exceedingly difficult right now is agents abilities to have honest conversations with sellers and the fear of not getting a listing because you were wrong on pricing versus saying, okay, sure, we can try that as opposed to being willing to, to say, you know what, your house is not worth 850, your, your 790 max or whatever, to have that courage where we don't have a pylon of overpriced inventory because people, and I understand it, that feeling as a realtor is like, I can't, I can't, I gotta, I gotta get this, this business, right? Well, here's, I'll tell you this, it, it, that was a challenge last year. And personally though, I feel, I, I mean, I can just speak for myself, mm -hmm. sellers ran the show. Mm -hmm. I was doing CMAs, that's the price, no. That's mm -hmm. not the price, Sean. This is the price. And so sellers were really running the show with the pricing. Mm -hmm. And uh, also too though, with that being said, uh, there's a cost variant for us as realtors. What do, what do you mean by that? Uh, that we take on a listing. Right. And we pay yeah. for photos, marketing, this, that. And I talked to some agents and they were worried about their next listing because they didn't have money to do photos of it. Um, like wow. it got, it got rough for people. Yeah. And, uh, well, I, I wouldn't say, I, I would say it still is. It is it, it um, for sure. And so I met with a gentleman a month before, uh, December and he's like, yep, this is, you know, did a nice CMA. He had three people through and, uh, I basically gave him the price and he uh, was like, yeah, that ain't happening. And I said, well, sir, you want me to invest in your listing. He looked at me all weird. He's mm -hmm. like, invest. I said, well, as a realtor, I have cost. You want me to put a sign on your lawn? You want me to have pictures taken? You want me to do stuff on social media? You want me to spend advertising dollars, this and that? I'm investing in your listing. So if you put yourself in my shoes, sir, when I show you the numbers, clearly that's a sale price. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to invest to help you along there. But at that, not a worthwhile investment. He got a little frustrated and a little ticked off. Well, guess what? A week later, I got the call. He's like, you know what, Sean? He goes, I appreciate your honesty. He's like, let's circle back in spring. I will yeah. be I will be listing with you and just keep me posted when you think my number's achievable. I'm in no rush. And I'm using that. I'm using my investment thing as well as six month listings. You know, the other, the other piece of that to, that's important is is that time is not a renewable resource. Right. So if, if I have, if I take on five or six listings that are all a not, not priced relative to reality mm -hmm. and then I'm, and I'm putting in 500,000 bucks, 1500, whatever it is per. So now I'm at five grand, six grand, eight grand, 10 grand, which for the record, it's going to be more because it's probably going to be staging involved. Yeah. Or in the summer we'd started bringing in landscapers to help do cleanups and cleaners and everything else. And then also that's going to chew up my time. So now I'm in negative dollars. I'm out of time and I've got a whole bunch of people that are frustrated with me. Where's the business model in that? Right? Yeah. So it's, it's having the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to say no to those five, but this one is going to, or maybe one of those five is going to be, yeah, let's do it. And they get the numbers and then I'm going to dump all my resources, mental and otherwise into that one, get yep. it sold. And then that's where I'm going to build. 
Yep, agreed with you. Like I'm, I have a different because of again, negatives to positives. We did go through it last year, yep. and and again, and you got to change. You got to change. I'm in strategy with depending on what's yeah, going on. Yeah, and I'm anticipating the same thing. Seller's going to call you up. They're you tell them the price. They're going to want this. It's like okay, mm-hmm. best of luck, sir. You can call some guy. He'll put the sign on your lawn. No mm-hmm. problem. Like. You know, um, but I'm going to focus on, yeah, like you said, the people who are uh, willing to do what they need to do to actually get Mm -hmm. the house sold. And lastly, as far as as we get into the summer, I think where we potentially have, because let's face it, like they're not going to crank up rates this year. No. Even if if they were, let's say, let's say things go sideways and they got to do something. Yeah. Or they just hold. I think the big thing that happened last year was after we got past June the, the listing chart, the listing lines went up and the sales line went down. I think this year we'll see much more stability mm-hmm. and then fingers crossed, hope for the best uh, and improvement as we get in into the summer yep. and through into the fall. So that that's that's sort of my 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 gut feeling on it. But I'm pr- perfectly prepared to be to be wrong. I feel you. Um, you're very much the same as me. Slow burn, which would be yeah. slow recovery. Yeah, it's kind of two in the same, just different different ways of saying it closing remarks wishing everyone a very very happy blessed successful 2024 really honestly i really hope everyone has a great year and if you're not start turning negatives to positives help others be grateful and be happy my closing remark would be do you remember the instagram lives we do the last friday of every month oh we do those too yeah, so at the end of this month, uh, or well, we are in January, not to stale date this whole thing. Well, it is stale dated. Uh, January 26th will be our Instagram Live first of this year, 9.30 a.m. 9:30 a.m. on Instagram. But the last Friday of every month, except for the summer, because that's that's our time. Check those out, because those are fun, and those are more real-timey. Um, we get into the, into the nitty-gritty a little bit and have some fun. We're doing those again, right? Yes, we are. <laughs> I don't know if you're like, yeah, I, didn't, I, had, I had something to tell you. I, I don't want to do those anymore. No, no, still on. Still okay. in. Still in for that. All right, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in to your Niagara Real Estate Podcast. As always, uh, we love to see this this podcast grow. We always love your comments and uh, we can see that the numbers are improving. And by all means, share it with your friends, family, neighbors, or work colleagues even. And stay tuned and subscribe and uh, we'll talk later. Adios. Multilingual. This has been your Niagara Real Estate Podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you found us on. Have a friend looking for help? Remember, sharing is caring. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.